This is false and defamatory, the impact of defamation and weaponized social media. Trigger warning. This podcast discusses topics related to emotional abuse, gaslighting, verbal abuse, threatening language, cyberbullying, intimidation tactics, and thoughts of self-harm which may be triggering for some listeners. The content includes descriptions of manipulative behavior, psychological distress, body shaming, online harassment, and other forms of abusive behavior and emotional trauma. Please take care of yourself and consider your mental and emotional state before listening. If you need support or someone to talk to, please seek help from a trusted friend, family member, or mental health professional. Thank you for listening. We are at the end of April of 2022, and currently my deposition is scheduled for May the 16th, so just a few weeks out, and H's is scheduled for the following day. In the episode prior, The defendant had launched a GoFundMe and then it got switched to where perhaps it was a friend of hers that started it. There were four different versions, so it's unclear. And the defendant has been escalating really since her deposition. She has started to mention H&I by name multiple times. She also has created a new narrative that her husband, who she is divorcing, has been in cahoots with H&I this entire time to spy on her so that he could give us information so that we could go and write about her on what she calls troll blogs. And she has also escalated to the point of at least three times that I can recall in the prior episodes suggesting that if something happens to her, that her husband is the one who did it. So essentially accusing him of potential murder. So she is really starting to escalate. And so at this point in the timeline, we are in April of 2022. At this point in time, I have been exhausted already. I've been exhausted for probably a year with the live videos, the posts, the Instagram stories, constantly all of the time. And I realize because I'm currently recording episode 29 of this podcast, how exhausted all of you may be. And honestly, there may be some of you that skipped a few episodes because it is just so repetitive and she never stops talking about it, despite the fact that sometimes she says that she wishes she could tell everyone everything. So I realize that we are nearing the end of the bulk of her false and defamatory narrative being spread across all of her social media platforms. And I have not even included it all. This was filtered out. I only chose the content that had the most defamation in it. So I realize that this is exhausting and I apologize, but we are not there just yet. And on April the 27th of 2022, the defendant made the following live video. The initial purpose of the defendant's GoFundMe was to save her house. And so that has been her narrative recently that she is working so hard and selling products so that she can make enough money to save her home. And this live video is her making an announcement that she has sold her house. Starting to get anxiety. Should have read the troll blogs to see how much information he already told. 
Uh, hold on, I have a good makeup date. I'm not about to run it. Uh, before we could um, finish all the paperwork for me to... I cannot believe I'm going to say this out loud. Hold on. Uh, everything happens for a reason, right? Okay. Uh, the words just don't come out of my mouth. Before we could file all the paperwork for me to move back into the house, which is what my goal was. It's what I've been working for. It's what I've been trying to bust my ass with my business. You guys know, like, um, my business went down by like 90% in January when I found out that everything I've ever suspected was actually true in my life. And my son and I had moved to a hotel in December to get away from the crazy stuff that was going on. We went to California for a little while, all that jazz, because, you know, it was nuts at home. We didn't know what was happening. Oh, I have anxiety, I think. Mm. Say it a lot, girl. I'm not going to ruin my lashes today. So, um, I know everything happens for a reason, right? And, like, most people would be so happy. The gross part is, like, I was, like, in tears on my bathroom floor yesterday. And, like, somebody else was, like, elated because they thought they hit the lottery. It gives me a ton of resources to um, battle that little Captain Crazy sidekick problem we have. Um, and let me tell you, there ain't no settling there, baby girl. We're going all the way to trial. So, that's what we're going to do. Uh, and Captain Crazy can sit right there and explain himself. Can you hear me now? Uh, that was my attorney. <laughs> Selling my house will allow me to actually fight back and hopefully see that there's like some actual justice that is served um, for the other that's going on. Because that's what my goal is. You know how it works, though. You have such a good makeup day, and then, bam! It's been two years of this crazy. Oh, I thought the troll blog was gone. Uh, someone from the troll blog, we know who it was, sent me a message the other day, and she was like, just so you know, we're still talking about you. You just can't see it. Well, joke's on you. <laughs> then I don't care. It's stupid. <laughs> also, how do you admit that? Also, the fact that her family knows... She said one time her daughter said she was the fakest person she ever met. I'm like, that is, my son never said that about me. So in this live video, the defendant starts out by saying, oh, she should read the troll blogs to see what information is already out there. So she has sold her house. And so she is referring to, she should go to what she calls the troll blogs, Reddit or GoMe, and see if there's any information on there saying that she had sold her house implying that did her husband either post himself or collude with H&I to put details about her home being sold online. So she was saying, am I ready to talk about this or I should go and see what the trolls have written first? Then she goes on to say that before she could file the paperwork to save her home, and then she starts to get very emotional and upset and starts crying. And she also says that her business had gone down by 90% in January. And she says the words, y'all know. So sometimes she says, I wish I could tell y'all everything. And then other times she'll say, 
I tell you guys every detail. And so this is one of the occasions where she is acknowledging that her followers know her narrative. And so she says that in January, her business went down by 90% because she found out that everything that she had suspected was true. And so she is referring to when she received her husband's witness list for the divorce and says that H and I were on it. And that was the confirmation that she needed. As a reminder, the reason they're getting a divorce is because she accuses her husband of being in cahoots with H and I. So it makes perfectly logical sense that her husband's attorney would put us on the witness list so that we could refute that under oath. She says she was laying in the floor yesterday in the bathroom floor crying in tears while someone else thought they won the lottery. And then she says something like, there's not going to be any settling. We're going all the way to trial. And so I'm not sure what she was referring to, if she was trying to talk directly to me there or not. However, I may have said this in a previous episode. I had already told my attorneys, do not come to me with a settlement proposal. I will not be settling this case. Not at this point, not after all of this defamation. And so I don't know if she thought that selling her home was going to start some sort of a process for a settlement, but that was never, I was never going to sign a settlement agreement ever. She also says that selling her home will allow her the resources to be able to fight back in, I guess, the defamation case. It's unclear, but she says that selling her home is going to give her all of these resources and see that actual justice is served. She then says that someone messaged her the other day and says, oh, we know who it was. And she's implying here that it is me. Uh, This person messaged her and said, we're still talking about you. You just can't see it. And so then she goes on to say how dumb that is. And isn't it so sad that this person's family knows because her daughter already said she was the fakest person she's ever known. And She's referring to the comment that my daughter made one time regarding me telling people that they're an idiot in a nice way, for lack of a better phrase. And how ridiculous would it be for me to create a private forum just to talk to myself? Because her narrative is that I am everyone who's ever written anything negative about her online. And so she's saying that someone sent her a message and said that these forums or blogs are now private. And that just doesn't make any sense. So once again, she is contradicting herself because if I'm the only person writing about her, why would I write about it privately to myself? That doesn't make any sense. Then on May the 4th of 2022, the defendant's current counsel files a motion to withdraw. If you'll recall, this is the second attorney that she has had. This attorney is also her divorce attorney. And she was told that she needed to get a different attorney to represent her because her divorce attorney could not represent both her in her individual capacity and her business because she's divorcing her husband and he is an extension of her via the marriage and as part owner in the business is also being sued. And so her divorce attorney could not represent both her and her individual capacity and the business. So four months, she was told that she was to get a new attorney. And finally, she did. Conveniently, a few weeks before mine and H's depositions had been rescheduled again. So as you can probably predict, our depositions are about to be rescheduled 
again. Then on May the 5th of 2022, my attorneys sent the seventh retraction letter to the defendant. This retraction letter was six pages long, contained 10 posts and 28 defamatory statements. So essentially, as soon as the defendant hired new counsel, their sort of welcome gift was the seventh retraction letter. For their client to retract defamatory statements. And by this point, with the seventh retraction letter in hand, there are now 456 false and defamatory statements that we have requested that the defendant retract. 456 false and defamatory statements. 456. She has retracted zero of those statements to this day, right now, as I'm reading this. As predicted, the following day, we received a notification that my deposition and H's deposition would need to be rescheduled. We had no choice to agree to that as the defendant's attorney is the one who hosts and takes the deposition. Also, it would have been futile for us to refute that because the attorney just got the case. So asking the attorney to take the depositions of the plaintiff and intervening plaintiff at that point in time could have caused some issues. So we knew that that was probably going to happen and it did. It didn't make it any less frustrating, but I accepted it. At this point in time, the attorney started circulating further dates for depositions in the future. And at this point in time, they are circulating the date of June the 8th for H's deposition. However, I had previously scheduled a family vacation. And so my dates in June were somewhat limited. So at this point, the only date on the table was June the 8th for H's deposition. Then on May the 12th of 2022, the defendant made the following Instagram story. It just stresses me out. Like the idea that I have to keep paying like thousands and thousands, and I mean like over $100,000 for something I didn't do that he's involved in just burns my ass. like you stole my house you stole my money you made me think i was crazy and now just divorce me already leave me alone so i can live a normal life and then starbucks got my drink order wrong so it's just i don't know if i want to like scream or cry also i don't know just today ain't the day i'm gonna go axe throwing tonight that's what i'm gonna do shoot a gun or something you know something to get this pent-up aggression out so at this point in time the defendant has said that she has over one hundred thousand dollars in legal fees and i would like to point out once again the entire reason that the defendant's legal fees are so high is because she would not stop talking this is a defamation case all of her content was being captured for this lawsuit if she had not continued to make now over 456 defamatory statements, her attorneys would not have to review that and therefore charge her. So she is complaining about her legal fees when she alone is the source of her legal fees and why they are so high. Also, she has been escalating recently, implying that if something happened to her, that her husband murdered her. And at this point in time, she starts to escalate in making some violent comments. And so here she says that she's going to go axe throwing. She needs to take out some aggression. She needs to go shoot a gun. And so this will start to be a pattern as well. Then on May the 16th of 2022, the defendant makes the following live video. Okay, guys, listen, 
You need to go get your friends and your friends' friends and tag your friends and text your friends and tell them to get on this video. I <laughs> like half hot, half happy, half mad, half shocked, all the things. And we're about to talk about it because I am freaking, I don't know what you even call it. I'm not even annoyed. I think I'm like just shocked. Okay, today's box day and that's what I should be happy about. But first, we're going to talk about all the other things. So start screen recording because I'm about to run my mouth. Psycho. So in this video, and that's all I'm going to show of this video, just to show that the defendant knows exactly what she's doing. Like clockwork, she needs to sell something. And so she is about to make a video filled with drama and defamatory statements. And she even says at the beginning, tag your friends, let everybody know to get on this video. And then she even makes reference directly to her husband and says, hey, start screen recording. I'm about to start running my mouth. And so the defendant knows exactly what she's doing when she gets on her social media and is preparing to make defamatory statements. And she's also here making sure that her reach is as far as it can be by telling everyone to share the video and tag their friends. The following day, the defendant makes the following Instagram story. Picked all my lashes off. Cried on my makeup off. And I'm sad, I am. But I'm happy too, and I don't know how you can be both at the same time. But it is possible. Met with the new attorneys today, and I feel so comfortable, and I feel so much like somebody's finally gonna help me. You know, and if I had to sell my house to make someone be able to help me, then so be it, but I did feel like that they understood that it wasn't just a home, you know? And I do feel like they're going to help me. Thank God. The first time in two years I felt like someone was truly going to help me. So in this clip, the defendant has gone to her prior home that she has just sold, and she is emotional. And she says that she met with her new attorneys on that day and that she finally felt for the first time in two years that someone was going to help her. And I just wanted to point out that many times before the defendant has talked about how the police and the investigators believe her and her attorneys believe her and say that she should be a detective or an attorney. And so she has said before many times that these people in these positions to be able to help her believed her and were supporting her. But here she's contradicting herself once again, saying just now, finally, for the last two years, she thinks that she found someone that can help her. So she is referring to her third attorney that she hired in the defamation case. Then on May the 20th of 2022, H filed an amended petition. And so this amended petition is the first time that this petition had been amended and it has been amended to include specific defamatory posts that the defendant had made about H. Then on May the 24th of 2022, the defendant makes the following public Facebook post. God already gave you the play. It's on you to run it. I'm talking to myself a lot today. I've spent over a decade sharing every detail of my day with you all. The last two years, I started closing off 
off and getting anxious. I tend to overthink things now that I never did. I question stuff I know. I doubt more than I ever have. But deep down, I know my gut is never wrong. And trust me, she is busy deciding profanity these days. I know I spent the last two years questioning every day of only life, never really living like I used to. I was confused every day when I'd wake up. It's hard to turn that off the worry. But I can truly say that these days are different. They are better. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm getting there with wonderful people and beautiful distractions. I pray every day that I'll wake up and be the happy, positive, worry-free girl you all know and love. I pray I'll wake up and won't question people's intentions anymore. But I know that won't change overnight. I was never like that before. I had the thickest skin. Nothing got to me. And then this, have your marriage fall apart and lose your home while someone is giving the play-by-play anonymously online in advance while also telling you you're crazy and it would be a hard comeback for anyone. I get that, but I'm not just anyone. I pray that this becomes a place of inspiration and hope and evidence that you can truly walk through hell and come out happy, graceful, and still excited about the future again. I hope I can show you how to keep your heart from hardening and how to fall in love again. Heck, I hope I show me that too. Thank y'all for being my hype girls and boys on all the days. That's my prayer and my play, and I'm ready to run it. So the defendant here is bringing in her false and defamatory narrative to this post that seemingly she wanted to be inspirational to her followers by saying that someone is giving a play-by-play of her life online in advance. The defendant has yet to show any evidence whatsoever that there are things written online in advance of what she has said or what is accessible via public record or speculation. Also, on May the 24th of 2022, the defendant files a motion for continuance. Thus far, the legal delays caused by the defendant have been extensive, and the original date for our trial was supposed to be January of 2022. The defendant fired her first attorney in November of 2021, which would not have given her new attorney time to get ready for the trial by the time the trial needed to happen. Also, her depositions kept being rescheduled. And so even by the time her first attorney was fired, no depositions had taken place. They had been rescheduled multiple times. And so it really wasn't feasible to have the trial in January. We agreed to that. We agreed to move the trial so that there couldn't be any issues with that later. And the new trial had been set for August 22nd of 2022. So now her third attorney is asking for a continuance in the case. The reasons for this continuance listed in the motion are as follows. The defendant requested a continuance for at least 180 days because they said this was the defendant's first trial continuance request. And that is a true statement. We did agree to it the first time that the trial was moved. However, I have lost count of how many depositions have been rescheduled. I want to say in a prior episode, I counted and there had been 11 or 12 different days at that point that I had scheduled off and then had to say, oh, just kidding, because of some sort of legal delay caused by the defendant. The next reason says good cause exists, which necessitates the continuance of this trial and discovery deadline. And this continuance is not sought solely for delay, but so that justice may be done. It also states defendant's prior counsel was unable to continue representation due to a conflict of interest and that the defendant just retained this attorney in May. And there has been such significant activity in this case that 
discovery still needs to be completed, including my deposition and H's deposition and the issuing of a third party subpoena. So the defendant is asking for time to conduct that discovery, acknowledge that our depositions were scheduled for May 16th and 17th. And then they list a few dates of email correspondence where they're saying they were trying to reschedule dates for mine and H's deposition, but they weren't receiving a response. And then they go over how June the 8th was an acceptable date for H's deposition, but they were having a hard time scheduling mine due to my scheduling conflicts. My only scheduling conflict was the vacation that had been booked for almost a year at this point to go see some of my husband's family. And then the other issues were attorney schedules. And so at that point in time, they weren't able to get mine scheduled. Then the following day, a certificate of conference was filed just acknowledging that I, the plaintiff, and H, the intervener, do not agree to this continuance. We do not agree to it. And it says, attorneys for all parties have conferred with each other and in good faith have attempted to resolve the matter. A resolution has not been reached and therefore the matter is presented to the court for determination. In light of the defendant's recent escalation and starting to make some sort of violent comments, the defendant also posted an Instagram story on May the 25th and she was at a gun range. This happened to be the day after a very horrific school shooting that happened in Texas. And in her photo, she had some pictures of some AR-15s and she was at the gun range and she wrote the words on the screen, stress relief. So that was a little bit alarming in light of the comments that she started to make that were somewhat violent. And while I'm not personally a gun owner, I, I do know that when you go to the gun range, you're not supposed to be there for stress relief or any sort of reason that could be considered violent in nature. And so this kind of a post is a little bit disturbing. And there was a decent amount of backlash online whenever she posted this story. Then the following day on May the 26th of 2022, my response to the motion to continuance was filed. And in my response, my attorneys detailed out a timeline of events where all of the retraction letters had been sent and how many times the depositions had been rescheduled and also acknowledging that during the defendant's deposition, the defendant had been notified that she needed to retain new counsel and had only done it months later. And so the fact that she did not take action whenever she was notified that she needed to do that, essentially, for lack of a better word, is not our problem. That's why we're not agreeing to this continuance. In the conclusion of this document, my attorneys say, at this point in time, the timeline speaks for itself. Defendant has used every opportunity to continue this case and push back plaintiff and intervening plaintiff's depositions. Defendant knew since February 15th of 2022 that she needed another attorney to represent both herself and her business. With trial being set for August 22nd, 2022, defendant had plenty of time to find and hire another attorney. However, defendant waited almost three months to get another attorney that could represent both. At this point, these delays have become detrimental to plaintiff as they are delaying justice and are allowing the onslaught of defamatory statements to continue. Granting this motion would reward defendant's behavior and delay tactics. And at this point, H's deposition was scheduled for June the 8th. However, on June the 3rd of 2022, we received notice that H's deposition was going to be canceled. Additionally, on June the 3rd of 2022, the defendant made the following live video. I'm trying to be a good friend, trying to be a good girlfriend, everything else that I can do, but I'm about to lose my 
mind. I'm going to tell you the truth. And I don't know what else to do. I built this business from scratch. I got on the Inc. 5000 list two years in a row, 18 and 19. And then I hired those off that awful person and it just went downhill from there. And I just want to know, like, when does it stop? Like, when is enough enough? I know there's no, like, feeling of remorse or, like, maybe I shouldn't. I took her. I made her sell her house. I took that money. Like, he said he earned all of that because he worked for me. And I'm like, if you earn that money, then what? Then I definitely did. Could I work, like, 100 hours a week? And now, like, I barely work because I don't know what to say online. I don't know what I'm going to get in trouble for talking about. I don't really know what to do anymore. Like, I feel like I'm a totally different human being than I was two years. I feel like I'm a different person right now than I was six months ago. And it's not a great one. And so... But I don't feel scared like I did six months ago. I don't feel like I'm being like constantly surveillanced like before. He did tell me that I mentioned that I got a, a boyfriend and he said, I saw that. I almost had a, hired a PI, which my kid told me he did hire a PI. So I don't know if he did or if he didn't, but also that's disgusting. So whoever's watching this video, I'm going to report back to him and think that's gross. Um, but I ain't hiring nobody for nothing because I don't care. But I just want to know, like, at what point does this stuff stop? Like, when do, when do I get to go to work and just keep my paycheck? Because not a single paycheck has gone into our bank account that has came from his job that has paid our bills that wasn't taken out of the bank account first. So, like, uh, when does it stop? What do I do? Do I just hand him my business? I don't give a shit at this point. You can have It don't mean shit to me. I'll start something else. I'll, I don't care. But just how much am I supposed to take? That's what I want to know. Who can tell me that answer? Like, when does it stop? I'm good at not listening to the emails. I'm good at not responding. I'm good at being the bigger person and taking the high road. My son's always like, mom, I'm so proud of you for always taking the high road. Thanks, kid. Because really, I want to stab someone, but I can't do that because that's illegal and I would never go to jail for someone else. And like, is there, does, I mean, if you guys have been through this before, does the judge not look and see like this girl started a coffee shop for him? This girl started a screen printing business for him. Like, does none of that stuff matter at all? Both of those businesses ran into the ground. One of them cost me $270,000 of a loss. Like, does none of that matter? I just want someone who's been through this, who's not getting paid from me right now to tell me what the heck is going on. Because I just don't understand. We knew our marriage was 2017. Also, what day do we go by for the divorce? I filed for divorce March 26, 2021. He counterfiled November of 2021. So which one is the date? Because I'm fine with either of them. Because we had debt both times and I made money both times. So I'm fine with whatever, but I need some clear and concise answers. And I feel like I'm not getting those answers and I'm getting real pissed off. So instead of asking my attorney, who's going to bill me $400 an hour and send me in a tailspin of I don't know what answers, I'm asking you guys, have you been through this before? Any of y'all attorneys, anybody can give me some advice? Because I don't know what to believe. Like, I just want to go back to work. I haven't done anything deceitful. I've never hidden money. I've never tried to do anything. I've never tried to, like, claim false to anything. Nothing. No, I didn't change my attorneys because I'm literally shit broke. Like, I have no money left. Like, I had $331,000 in my bank account, and I got, like, $1,500 in the bank. So, trolls have fun talking about that. Don't worry. I'm going to get it back from you, hoes, in the end. Bet that. But... At the end of the day, oh, and you know, those girls are on my husband's witness list for our divorce. He only has seven witnesses, and two of them are the people suing me for a million dollars. Even better. So, someone please tell me, when does this stop? The defendant starts out this video talking about how she's trying to be a good Christian, a good friend, a good girlfriend, because at this point in time, she's started dating again. 
but she was on the Inc. 5000 list. And then she hired that awful person. I assume she's talking about me. And then everything went downhill. I have previously talked about all of the ways that I tried to help her and give her the information that she needed to run a successful business. But her narrative is that as soon as she hired me, that everything started to go downhill. She says she feels like there's no remorse and that doesn't someone think I've already made her sell her house and took her money. And what the defendant is not realizing is that none of that would have happened if she would have stopped defaming me when she was served with the lawsuit. If she would have stopped when she was served with the lawsuit, I would not have proceeded with the lawsuit. The point of that document was to get her to stop and she didn't. And so as a result of her own actions and behavior, all of this has transpired, but she is still trying to blame me, her husband, H, anyone but herself. She also said she doesn't feel scared anymore, like she's being constantly surveilled. And I think she's referencing being spied on. She had recently made those disturbing stories about holes in her attic, claiming that someone was spying on her, seemingly that her husband was spying on her. Then she says that her son said that she is always taking the high road. And then she says, thanks, kid, because I really want to stab someone. So like I said, she's starting to escalate and starting to make some sort of violent comments. And this won't be the last one that she makes. She talks about the businesses that she started for her husband and says that one of them caused her a $270,000 loss. At this point in time, part of the defendant's narrative is that she doesn't know what happened to her money, but she will routinely talk about her finances and talk about money that was spent or in this case, money that was lost. But then she'll say she has no idea where all of her money went. And then she made another comment about how her attorney is charging her $400 an hour. She had made some comments in some recent episodes that indicated that she was frustrated having to pay all of this money to attorneys. Once again, that is just because of the vast amount of evidence in this case that wouldn't even be there if she would stop defaming me, H, and now her husband. Again, she talks about her finances and how she had $331,000 in the bank and now she doesn't have anything. As I've previously stated, part of her narrative was that I made fake cash projections to look like she was going broke and I made accurate cash projections. And so she's admitting here that she had all of this money and now she has none. And I did try to warn her about some concerning things that I saw in the cash projections that I made. Then she says, I'm going to get it back from you hoes in the end. So presumably she's referring to me, H. I don't know if her husband has looped into that or not. She has made prior statements that she's going to get all of her attorney fees back. And that, that did not actually happen. And then she says, oh, and those girls are on my husband's witness list. So she continues this narrative that this witness list is this huge smoking gun and is evidence of every single thing that she ever thought was true. This confirmed it. In reality, she was accusing her husband of being in cahoots with H and I to spy on her and then feed us information so that we could write about her online. And that is why the defendant's husband's attorney might put us on the witness list so that we could under oath say that that is not the case. He doesn't want to pay for any of the credit cards that we owe with my business. And I'm like, <laughs> they went, we went to Africa. Actually, if you know of a vacation that we went on to somewhere, can you comment on my DMs and tell me where we went? Because I can tell you 99% of them my business paid for. Probably 99.9% .9 of those my business paid for. Somewhere, one of the trolls made a list of like 24 vacations I took in 52 weeks. And I need to find that list. So if you're one of those trolls that has a screenshot somewhere on your phone, I won't even be mad at you. If you could just send that to me, that would be great. 
I need to remind myself of all the vacations we took. Of the trip we went to Africa and he shot eight animals and I shot nothing because I was building a house and I didn't want to be a bad steward with my money. So I remember all those times that I cried in my old house and I was like, some of y'all I told, a lot of Instagram I didn't tell, but like my personal friends in real life, I said like, I feel like he's trying to take my business. I feel like he's trying to make me sell my house. Here we are. Said you made so many enemies that they all send me your stuff. Boy, quit lying. Even your girlfriend's in my DMs, shut up. And honestly, what makes me most mad apparently is me talking about him to y'all, which is weird because who thought he would ever be like that? But they do say that's what a narcissist is. He has his girlfriend convinced I am one of those people. But I thought narcissists don't cry. And y'all know me, I be crying every week. How do I get out of this? How do I get away from him? What do I do? How do I speed it up? When is my money my money? I can't go to Europe because if I go to Europe, I can get arrested. That's why I'm not going to Europe. That's one of the reasons because he will not agree on paper to let us leave for those dates. So sorry to my little troll crowd who thought that it was because I couldn't afford it. Like I already paid for it a long time ago, idiot. I don't want to do anything wrong at all. Like I've done nothing at all wrong so far and I don't want to do anything wrong. Stop saying I delay things, I don't. So anyways, I don't know. And I'm going crazy and I think the legal system is so messed up that you have to pay these people who do not have your best in. I go, do you think your attorney makes any money if we get along? No, he don't want us conversating like this. He doesn't want me coming over your house on a Tuesday to discuss things. No, he doesn't. Because that means he's not getting paid for us to argue over three topics in 79 hours. It's ridiculous. He said that, okay, so I know on his little troll blog stuff, he always says like my business is whatever. Listen, I am my business. Okay. If I talk, then it, there's a business. If I don't, there ain't. So he said the business has got to be worth something, which is exactly what he told me last March at our house on the Island. And so I was like, okay, but if I don't, if I don't talk, like if I don't get on the camera, then we're not going to sell anything. He said, I took eight years of his life. <laughs> hope you're watching this now. I really hope you are. I don't care if you drag this divorce out for the rest of your life. That money can sit in that trust account uh use a resource and find another lawyer i know but then you have to start all over it sucks listen I, I had a different so i had like the same business attorney as my divorce attorney and he said that it was a conflict of interest because why would it be a conflict of interest though if it's your business and your divorce so why would it be a conflict i don't know mm -hmm. and he doesn't want to sit down with he doesn't want to um let me have a different business attorney until he can sit down with them and find out details about the defamation case. Why would you need to know details about the defamation case? Unless you wanted to know how involved you were in it? Hmm. You ain't gonna find out shit. Get your own attorney. Listen, I'm all for God dealing with it, but sometimes he don't come as quick as I need him to, okay? That's just the truth. So in the beginning of this clip, she starts out by talking about finances again and how her business paid for all of these vacations that they went on. And so it is unclear why she would be openly admitting to commingling business and personal funds like that on a live video that she knows being captured for multiple lawsuits at this point, my defamation case and also her divorce. But she does talk about that. And this isn't the only time that she talks about that. And then she talks about how the trolls before had 
made a list of the vacations that she went on. And so if they could just send her that list, that would help her. And then she says that whenever she was feeling like she was going crazy, she was saying, I feel like he is going to try and take my business and make me sell my house. And that's exactly what happened. And so she's saying that this is some sort of proof that her husband had this secret agenda in working with us. But once again, that doesn't make logical sense or mathematical sense because if they stayed married, her husband would have access to the full amount by divorcing her automatically has access to only half. So this is just a narrative that she continues to repeat that doesn't make any sense, but none of her followers seem to say anything to the contrary. And even if they did think that it didn't make sense, they know not to say anything. Otherwise she will attack and her followers will attack as we've seen in prior episodes. She says that her husband gets the most angry whenever she is saying stuff to her followers. And again, I've had no contact with her husband, but in speculating, I would assume that perhaps he was upset that she would be talking so much about me and H because that was only driving up the legal fees that she was going to have to pay that took from their finances. Again, that's just speculation, but one would think that if they were being sued for defamation, that they would stop talking about all of that and stop making defamatory statements. But she has yet to do that. Then she says, stop saying I delay things because I don't. The defendant has been the source of every single legal delay, not only in my case, but additionally, and I'm not going to go into all of this, but also in her divorce. In fact, she filed for divorce in March of 2021. Her husband counterfiled in November of 2021. We are in the summer of 2023 where I am recording this podcast video. Their divorce still is not final. And just this week, the defendant has filed another motion for continuance. So she is continuing her legal delay tactics even into her divorce. She also says and looks directly into the camera and is talking to her husband and says, I hope you're watching this. And so the defendant is well aware that her content is being captured for my case, the divorce case, and she knows exactly what she's doing when she's making those statements. And so it is very intentional, the things that she says and it's still unclear to me why she would do something like that, because at this point in time, videos of her and footage of her have been used in hearings for not just my case, but also her divorce case. But she doesn't seem to change her behavior no matter what consequences she has faced thus far. Then she says and is implying that it's her husband's fault that she had to get another attorney. In reality, she was told in February of 2022 that her attorney couldn't represent her in a divorce and in this defamation case because via the marriage, her husband was part of the defamation lawsuit. So an attorney couldn't represent her against her husband in a divorce and for her husband in a defamation case. And then she says that her husband wanted to be able to sit down with her defamation attorney and know what was going on. And she says, why would you need to know that unless you just want to know how much we know and then she says, get your own attorney. Well, her husband is being sued via the marriage and via the business that he is part owner of. And so it would make logical sense that her husband would want to know what was going on in the defamation case. But she tries to twist it and make it sound like it's super nefarious that he would even want to know what was happening in the defamation case. Then on June the 7th of 2022, 
The defendant's new attorney, this is her third defamation attorney, files another subpoena for Gomi. So it seems that the first subpoena was not answered. We never received anything from Gomi. And so now they are filing an additional subpoena for Gomi. And then the following day on June the 8th of 2022, we received notice that our hearing on the motion for continuance had been scheduled for June 22nd of 2022. Then on June 13th of 2022, the defendant made another live video. But also, you gotta let them know. I'm also here to f rumble. So if you want to do that, we can do that too. Because I'm not wrong. But I also ain't gonna lay down a ticket. So that's what you gotta know. Like, I'm not one of those people who's gonna be like, oh, you know, just to end this. Oh, no. No. Absolutely. Freaking only not. To end this, two freaking years I sat and going, am I trying, is he trying to divorce me? Like, what is happening here? Oh, God. I don't want to tell that story from beginning to end. No, are you kidding? This is crazy. It's the craziest thing about everything that we talk about or that I talk about on this little screen is it's all true. If it would be less crazy, I think, if it wasn't true. Like just this weekend, I don't remember what just happened the other day. Something just happened. And I remember I looked up at that sign right here in my bathroom and I go, you literally cannot make this shit up. It's all actually true. This is nuts. And I want to be able to tell it all from beginning to end. And I think that's what everybody else don't want me to do. Yeah, I do feel like that. Because I'm getting sued for a million bucks <laughs> from part of this story. And another part of this story, that's his biggest complaint, is that I talk to y'all. At least let me get it out before anything crazy happens. And the only place I can get it out, I think, is at trial. That's what we got to do, which is so weird. Do we have to spend all that money and waste all that time? Like, that's an actual thing. Like, you get other, like, cities involved, and there's, like, a bailiff and a judge and all this weird stuff. Like... No, we should just hash it out and have, like, go to the red table with Jada Pinkett or something. I'll take it, Dr. Phil. You can tell your side out to my side. We'll let the audience vote. I don't know. But you know better, you know? Like, you know. And you just want to shake them and be like, dude, when you come back down to this planet and we're both on feet on the ground, we didn't, what does he, he used to say he lived in? Logic Universe. That's where he would tell all of us. He lives in Logic Universe. And we do not. Mm -hmm. When we would be like, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. Uh, so that's okay also reminded him his truck wasn't worth only 16 grand like he told everybody mm, stupid. there's a shortage of trucks out there that truck is now very expensive also part of my presentation and thank god that i believe in jesus because if i didn't i wouldn't that girl wouldn't exist it would just be like a vindictive and i don't want to be that so for sure i want to make some tiktoks tomorrow the TikTok got deleted too. I don't know how. I don't think it was involved in my TikTok deletion. I don't think it was on accident either. I don't think it had anything to do with him. Um, hmm. A lot of heat gets gets like put in different places now too. And you don't even know where to put it because they're like all in the same court documents together. It's like, I don't know. Just freaking, well, whatever. You know, can't say anything. God. Oh my God, I'm trying to save the life. Hold on. The code is because this is the name of the shirt. <laughs> During this video, the defendant had just actually gone to dinner with her husband and son. She said that her son had requested that for his birthday. And I only point that out because in recent episodes, the defendant at least three times has said, if something happened to her, her husband did it, that she loves her life. She would never take her life so that if something happened to her, her husband did it. 
So she has made some wild, violent accusations against her husband and then chose to go to dinner with this man who she claims to be afraid of and that if something happens to her, it was him. And so I just think that's really odd. And she does similar things whenever she talks about being stalked. And then she would go to the warehouse and film herself late at night and say that she's never going to move, even though I live in the neighborhood. And so her behavior and what she says is just very inconsistent. She also starts out by saying that she is here to profanity rumble. And so she says she's not going to lay down and take it. This is something that she has been saying since I believe the first instance that's been recorded is January of 2021, December of 2020. I believe December 27th of 2020 is the first post where she said that she is going to fight back. And so she has continued to say that narrative over and over again. And at this point, this video was in June of 2022. So about a year and a half later, she once again says that the crazy thing is all of this is true. So she has presented her false and defamatory narrative as fact. Occasionally, she likes to say that it's an opinion. However, you cannot have it both ways. She also says that she's talking about this and this is what everybody does not want her to do. And that is correct. Nobody wants her to talk about this because these are fabricated lies that she alone created. And she says also that she is being sued for telling part of the story. And if you'll recall, her narrative for a long time was that I was suing her because she said that I was a size 16 and not a size 12. So recently in these videos, she now is actually saying the true reason that she is being sued, which is for spreading this false and defamatory narrative that she created. She also says the only place that she can get out her story, she guesses, is at trial. Once again, the defendant has turned over zero facts, proof, evidence, and she talks about how she has these receipts and that we're going to trial. And so the time to turn all of that over would be now in the lawsuit so that at trial, her attorneys can provide this evidence. However, she has no evidence and has produced no evidence. It is very evident to me, however, that her plan was to just go to trial and tell the jury her story without any facts or proof and hope that they would believe her and that there would be a 51% chance preponderance of evidence that I did the things that she said that I did. And so I'm, I'm speculating on that, piecing that together from things that she has said, but also her actions line up with that as well. She brings up going on Dr. Phil again and how she wants to go and everybody can tell their side and let the audience vote. And once again, anyone who would welcome her to their platform to tell her truth, which is a false and defamatory narrative that she created, would open themselves up to legal action. And so she talks all the time about having a Netflix special and a book. And this is the third or fourth or fifth time that she's talked about going on Dr. Phil. And those things are just not realistic expectations. I think the reason that she talks about those sorts of things, the Netflix special, the Dr. Phil, the book, and as evidenced by her own live videos where she will start a live video and say, I'm going to wait for people to get on is she truly does crave that attention and that audience. And when she starts to get the feedback that she wants from her followers, that emboldens her and kind of keeps her going. And I've talked about this in a prior episode, but truly, whenever you make a comment on someone's social media, I would implore you to think about the ramifications of that. And a lot of the people who made very kind comments 
They were just trying to be encouraging to the defendant, but that emboldened her and fueled her to keep going. Additionally, those that made comments that were violent in nature also affected this lawsuit and affected the defendant. And so these followers of hers that were seemingly trying to support her actually ended up having a detrimental effect on her. And so people just need to think about what they're writing because those actions and words can have far-reaching ramifications that you may not realize. She says again that her husband said that he lives in Logic Universe, and she has said this or made reference to this before, and seemingly whenever she perhaps was talking about these wild theories that she had, that is a statement that he would make. And as I pointed out, what she's saying doesn't make logical sense. And so I'm speculating here, but I would think that's why he might make that statement. Then she talks about how her TikTok got deleted and she doesn't think it was by accident, but she doesn't think that her husband did it. And so this hacking narrative that she has had since the very beginning of her campaign of lies has varied. Either it's me that's hacking or H that's hacking or her husband that's hacking. And now it seems that this newest digital interference that she's experiencing, she blatantly says, no, I don't think that it's her husband. So she doesn't say who she thinks it is. She just says, I don't think it's an accident. And so it's unclear who she's accusing there. And then she ends the video and she gives a coupon code and it is the name of her shirt. And I only bring that up because the name of that shirt and therefore the name of the coupon is also my son's name. My son that she had what I would consider an unnatural attachment to my son who she named in her will. And when she started her campaign of lies said that she was not going to take him out of her will multiple times. She said that. And so it's just kind of a little bit disturbing and just kind of makes me feel, I'm not really sure the word, but it just makes me feel very uncomfortable that just even to have her say his name and to name a shirt after him and a coupon code, she knows that content is being created. She knows that I'm going to see it. And in my opinion, she does things like that to continue to play mind games. Also on June 13th of 2022, the defendant posted a story and it's a question box story. And the question that she asked is who has 380 ammo on sale? And so as of late, the defendant has started making some violent comments. She has also posted that gun range and now she is looking for ammo. And so it's just another escalation and it's just it's just a little disturbing and unnerving that she continues to make these comments and posts. Then on June the 14th, the defendant makes the following Instagram story. Also, I've never seen so many people watch my stories in my entire life. So I'm like, everybody should be updated because the most amount of people I've ever seen in my entire life right now watching my stories. It's crazy. Yet it's still a thousand percent positive in my DMs. Isn't that wild? So in this story, the defendant says that this is the most people that have ever watched her stories in her life. Just recently, in a recent episode, the defendant had made a story saying that same thing and laughing hysterically. And once again, the defendant knows what she's doing. She knows that she can get on and talk about all of this drama and it increases her views. And so she knows exactly what her reach is and continues to make these false and defamatory statements. And at the end of that video, she says, so many people are watching and still her DMs are a thousand percent positive. And so that's her reasoning that 
I have to be the only person on the internet writing negatively about her is because everyone else in her real life is nice to her. And so she's repeating that what she thinks is proof here. I would also like to mention that anytime anyone says anything on her social media platforms that she could perceive as negative, even something as simple as, oh, hey, you've told this story before, or I'm wondering where my package is, she attacks, her followers attack, and that person gets blocked. And so she has truly curated an environment where she would only receive positive feedback. Then on June the 15th of 2022, the defendant makes the following live video. Also, anybody who can like relish in someone else's like sadness or heartbreak, that's like a special kind of gross, especially if you have to do it under like an anonymous profile. Like it doesn't bother the people that you're talking about because we are living our lives out loud. We don't have to worry about, I've never in my life got so, gone anywhere and got a fake profile to do anything. It's so weird and gross. So in this clip, the defendant is talking about how she has never in her life gone and made a fake profile to talk about someone on the internet. And I would just like to remind everyone the defendant did make at least one fake profile that I'm aware of for someone who she thought was a troll. She made that profile, included that person's phone number, contacted that person's place of work and made some nasty comments on that person's Instagram. And so she often says that she's never done that, but she actually has. Additionally, in a recent video, she talked about how she should make a fake Tinder profile to catfish her husband. And so she will make those statements and then she'll say, oh, well, I've, I've never done that and I would never do anything like that. And so it's just another inconsistency. Then on June the 17th of 2022, the defendant filed a response to our response to her motion for continuance. And in this response, they cite a lot of case law and basically are saying we followed all the rules and that's why you should grant this continuance. And at the end, it says, while appellate courts in Texas are reluctant to disrupt a trial court's determination of the propriety or lack thereof of a continuance, when they do elect to disrupt such a decision, the grounds for such decision are well set out. Here, defendants have demonstrated compliance with both the rules pertaining to continuance as well as cases interpreting that same rule. Provided to the court are grounds which justify a continuance and the facts make clear the plaintiff, while protesting much, has shown no real prejudice from the granting of the requested relief. Then on June 21st of 2022, and this is the day before our hearing, H's attorney files the intervener's response to the motion for continuance. And it's a pretty short response. And it just says that intervener believes all discovery can be completed before the trial date and there are no other substantial obstacles to trying this case as currently set. The requested continuance is nothing but another delay tactic by defendants. Defendants counsel well knew of the impending trial date when he accepted representation. In fact, the undersigned notified him that intervener did not object to the substitution on the condition that no continuance of the trial was sought in an email on May 5th, 2022. So what he is referring to is whenever the defendant elected to change her counsel, a notification gets sent to the attorneys and the attorneys all agreed to the substitution of counsel for her second attorney to exit and her third attorney 
attorney to enter into the case. But the stipulation that he said in his email was, we will agree to this, provided that there is no continuance. So that had already been established and that's what he's bringing up here. Then on June the 22nd of 2022, we had our hearing and the judge denied the motion for continuance. However, he did extend the discovery deadline. So our prior discovery deadline was July the 8th of 2022. And in this hearing, the judge said, I'm not going to continue the trial, but I will give you until July 22nd to collect all of the discovery. In addition to that, the judge did appear to be somewhat annoyed with all of the delays. And on the Zoom hearing that we had for this motion for continuance, he also made everyone schedule mine and H's depositions. And so on that Zoom hearing, it was decided that my deposition would be scheduled once and for all for July the 7th and H's deposition would be scheduled once and for all for July the 8th. And then following that hearing, the defendant's new and third attorney did file a notice to take our depositions according to what the judge had ordered. So at this point in time, my deposition is scheduled for July 7th at 9 a.m. at my attorney's law offices and H is scheduled for the following day again at 9 a.m. at the same location. Next time on False and Defamatory. I have been looking forward to this day for a very long time because other than legal documents, I had not been able to speak for myself. I was about to once and for all shut down every single narrative that she has ever perpetuated about me. After all of the delays and rescheduling of my deposition, rescheduling one because she was going to have surgery and wasn't going to be able to attend, after all of that, she did not even bother to come to my deposition. He was attempting to catch me in a lie at that moment by saying, well, what do you mean you had prior commitments? You just said that you didn't go anywhere. And so very quickly, his demeanor changed when I expounded on what I meant with my daughter's situation and he changed his line of questioning. And he says, why did you leave in September 2020? And I said, the hours I was working, the stress level and frustration level exceeded my compensation level. I later realized that he was trying to get me to agree to that on record so that they could try and get my former business partner to come and testify against me on behalf of the defendant. So that's why that entire line of questioning occurred. He said, do you have any idea of why he's got you listed as a witness in his divorce case? And I said, I have no idea. I have had no contact with defendant's husband since September 2nd of 2020 in any way, shape or form or any representative of him. Does that help? And he says, sounds pretty firm to me. And I said, thank you. At some point when the posts were being made, a follower of the defendant in the comments were asking which one was Crystal and then found a picture of me and my son and posted it in the comments. And she had cropped my son out, but I didn't know this woman and it alarmed me that she could find a picture or that she had a picture of my son who was a minor on her phone and at that point, I shut all of my social media down, Instagram, Facebook, and I even shut down my LinkedIn. Then he said, okay, have you got a Gomi account? And I said, no, never in any capacity have I ever had an account on Gomi. 
And then he says, all right, counsel, I think that's all the questions I've got. There's no further questions after that. I'm saying under oath definitively, I specifically made a point to be 100% definitive that the answer is no, never. No, I have not, not in any capacity, not any representative of him. And so whenever he asked about that and asked about Gomi or Reddit, there's nothing else for him to question. And so the deposition did not last very long. We didn't even get lunch. The False and Defamatory podcast is hosted, edited, and produced by me, Crystal Wrighton, with music by Harry B. Ragsdale, who also serves as my audio engineer. First and foremost, I would like to thank my guests who generously shared their time and insight with us. I would also like to thank my husband, my mom, my children, my therapist, my attorneys, and trusted friends who walked with me through this process and made this podcast possible. Being able to finally speak the truth is incredibly healing, and I appreciate you listening more than I could ask accurately express. If you would like to continue receiving my latest episodes and stay up to date with my content, please subscribe to the False and Defamatory podcast on your preferred podcast platform and follow False and Defamatory on social media with the handle at False and Defamatory. Links to False and Defamatory social media as well as my blog can be found in the episode notes and on falseanddefamatory.com. Listening to the False and Defamatory podcast is free on most platforms. However, if you prefer a video podcast or would like to see the documents discussed in the podcast shown on screen, you can subscribe to my Patreon, where you will enjoy these benefits as well as early access, bonus content, and ad-free listening. The defendant spread her false and defamatory claims to hundreds of thousands of followers for more than two years. My goal is to share the truth so it can reach each person who heard her lies. By sharing this podcast, you can help me achieve that goal. Your support means everything to me and helps me reach a wider audience. So please, hit that subscribe button and share this podcast podcast with those you think would benefit from it. Thank you again for sharing and for listening. All social media posts referenced in this podcast were included in the evidence in case number 096-321-67820 in the 96th District Court of Tarrant County, Texas, where the jury unanimously ruled in my favor on August 24, 2022. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the False and Defamatory podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by the guests are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the view of the False and Defamatory podcast or Crystal Wrighton. Please do not make any attempts to reach out to the defendant or her followers. Names have been redacted to protect the privacy of the defendant and her army of followers who commented on her public posts. The unanimous jury verdict has not only provided me with justice, but also allows me to share my story. The purpose of this podcast is to share the truth and to provide educational content regarding defamation and social media. If you have any questions about this or to view the documents discussed in this episode, please visit falseanddefamatory.com.